here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Welcome to Gambling with Gold, episode 100. My name is Jason Gold, as always, joined by my buddy Dan Titus. Unfortunately, looks like this may be our last podcast, at least for a little while. Dan is moving on to greener pastures. He'll announce that sometime before maybe the NFL season, or at least in the next couple of weeks. Super excited for him. Sad to miss him. Uh, obviously, it's been 100 great podcasts. However, it's an awesome opportunity. I cannot wait to see what you do at your next spot. Dan, how you feeling? Bittersweet, dude. It's uh, it's wild that we we're at 100 episodes, man. Like It's rare that we even get to do this for so long, but I'm extremely humbled and blessed to, to do this with you. We're going to be doing Circa contests later, so that's going to be dope. Um, so yeah, I definitely hope to, uh, come back to gambling with gold at some point, man, in the, in the near future. Cause, uh, this is where we make money, man. This is where we actually get to have some fun and do it and do all things that we love. So I, I love the show and this is going to be dope, man. You'll figure it out. And, um, you got a great team and champions round. So y'all are going to the moon. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, the door is always open in case you want to jump on a podcast, talk about anything gambling. Uh, but yeah, we cannot wait to see. What you do at your next venture, super excited. But episode 100, cannot wait to get underway. These are our final NFL season predictions. We're going to run through every team that we think is going to win the division. We're going to run through our playoff picks, our Super Bowl pick, and then all seven major awards for the NFL. Hopefully all of these will provide a nice little bankroll for you guys heading into the rest of your season. So why don't we get underway Dan, start me off with all of your division winners, maybe starting in the AFC. So I'll start with the AFC West. I got the Chargers and the AFC South. I have the Colts, the AFC East. I have the Bills and the AFC North. I have the Ravens. Well, we talk too much because that's exactly my (laughs) order. Uh, I have the Ravens at plus 140, Colts at minus 130, Buffalo at minus 240, and the Chargers at plus 220. The one that I feel most confident about there is the Ravens at plus 140. Yep. Well, maybe Buffalo, too, at minus 240. Those two are kind of tied for me. Uh, Colts third, and then the Chargers just because the AFC West. Not 100% sure, but I think there's value on taking the Chargers at plus 220 right now. How about in the NFC? NFC, I got the Niners. I got the, the Niners for the NFC West, the Eagles for the NFC East. That's probably my best bet. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the NFC South, and then the NFC North got the Vikings. We again talk way too much because <laughs> this is exactly who I have in the NFC. I have the Eagles at plus one fifty, who are now tied with the Dallas Cowboys at plus one fifty to be the division winners in the NFC East. I still think the Eagles should be outright favorites, so we'll still yep. take value on this plus one fifty. Buccaneers minus two fifty to win the division. Well, I, I'm probably as down as anybody in the marketplace on the Buccaneers right now, but who else in that division is going to step up? I still think that the Bucks will get it done in that division. Uh, Minnesota plus 260 to win the division. You and I have talked about how much we're on the Vikings. I actually vacillate back and forth between them and the Packers. I just think that there's yeah. maybe a little bit too much love with the Vikings, but we'll get to the Packers thing in a second. Uh, I have some other predictions on them to come. And then in the NFC West, I also went the San Francisco 49ers. I just think it's going to be a tough year for the Los Angeles Rams after winning the Super Bowl last year. 
I think that it's going to be a little bit injury riddled. I, I just think it's going to be a tough sledding for them, but I still think that they're going to end up making the playoffs here. So I'll give out my entire AFC playoff picture with records for every team that made the playoffs. Number one seed, the guy who I have probably bet the most amount of money on this team, the Baltimore Ravens. I have them at 13 and four this season. That might be a little high, a little spicy, but I'm all in on the Ravens this year. And you'll see more in a second where this comes from on the Baltimore Ravens. Number two, I have the Buffalo Bills at 12 and five. Then I have the Chargers third seed at 11 and six. And then the Colts, the fourth seed at 10 and seven. Those are your four division winners in the AFC and our three wildcard teams that I have. I have the fifth seed, the Chiefs going 11 and six. The Bengals as the sixth seed going 10 and seven. And then I have, surprise, surprise, we talked about this on episode 98, the Miami Dolphins coming in as the seventh seed going 10 and seven this season. Man, the Miami Dolphins. See, yeah, I, we're, you want, I, I saw, we were talking about the other day, man, you're hammering New England Patriots under eight and a half wins. So you're goddamn right, I am, that's, buddy. That's, Let's go. That's, that's your path to get there, man. They, if they falter, that's where the, the, the Dolphins are going to surprise. I am all in on the Miami Dolphins this season after thinking about it a little bit more. Mike McDaniel, I love what he can do. With those offensive pieces, I think the defense will be fine. Easier schedule, uh, and I'm all out on the Patriots every which way. Uh, and I will be betting Miami against New England in a week one to make this even spicier. Um, NFC playoff picture, go over there. Number one seed. I'm still down on the team, but I still think they're going to get the one seed. Tampa Bay Bucks, 12-5. I just think because that division's so down, should be easy for them to coast into the playoffs. I know Brady's 45 I know I've said before that I don't think he's going to make it through the season, and I still don't think that, but I don't think it's going to be a season-ending injury. I just think that he's going to end up missing a game or two along the way. Number two seed, and I almost debated putting them at the number one seed, your boys, the Birds from Philly. Number two seed, 11-6 and six this season. I'm very confident in this Philadelphia Eagles team. I almost had them at 12-5. and five. Look through the schedule one more time. That 11-6 was appropriate, so we're going to go with them at 11-6 as the number two seed. Number three seed, we're going to go with the San Francisco 49ers at 11-6. and six. And the four seed, finishing out our division winners, we're going to go with the Minnesota Vikings at 11-6 and six this season. My fifth seed and first wildcard team, we're going to go with the Green Bay Packers, who are also finished this season at 11-6. and six. But I think that the Vikings get it done at least once. They split, and then the division gets settled. Otherwise, with the Vikings actually winning it. Number six seed, the Los Angeles Rams at 10-7. and seven. And then the seventh seed, I have a tie here, very close to record, and I'm going to go with, the, you know what, fuck the Cowboys. So we're going to go with the Saints at 9-8 and eight to make it into the playoffs. <laughs> I also think the Cowboys will finish 9-8 and eight this season. But I they think they will the miss playoffs. the playoffs. We yep. talked about this extensively on our podcast on the NFC East Divisional Gambling Preview. We both are on the, play on the Cowboys to miss the playoffs this season. Nice little juicy number on that. I think we got plus 195 or something like that. Uh, mm -hmm. I love them to miss the division. And also, I think that they're going to start the season two and four. And I think that there's a really good chance that Mike McCarthy gets fired. So put a little juice on Mike McCarthy to be the first coach fired. I love it. I cannot put the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs this season. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right. My Super Bowl prediction. Uh, 
All right, here we go. So it's going to be the Baltimore Ravens, who are plus 2,000 to win the Super Bowl right now. And they will be facing off in the Super Bowl 57 in Arizona against the Green Bay Packers. I think the Packers lose the division. I think that they make the Super Bowl. And I actually think if I had to bet on a team to win the Super Bowl right now, it might be the Packers. But I'll I'll take the Ravens because I've been on them the entire way through. I just think I've talked about this before. Aaron Rodgers loves that stadium in Arizona. He always comes in there and destroys. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them win the Super Bowl this season. I just think that the Packers, given the way that they're going to run the ball, given the amount of resources that they have dedicated towards that defense this year, this is a team more than ever that seemingly is built for the playoffs. Perhaps the best playoff version since the 2011 team that won the Super Bowl. So I think they may struggle out early. I think that their offense isn't going to be as dynamic. I think they may that may cost them a couple games along the way. But I do think this team is built to survive in the playoffs. And on the Ravens, I'm on the Ravens all the way through, man. So I just got to keep rolling it through. <laughs> Ravens plus 2,000 to win the Super Bowl. Got to love it. Yeah, so my side of things, um, your faith in the Ravens, I have in the Chargers. So ooh, ooh. I have I have the Chargers being the AFC representatives in the Super Bowl. Let's along go. with... I think you're too high on the Green Bay Packers and how much turmoil they've been through this offseason. Now, I do think they'll definitely get to the playoffs. We have our bold predictions of the Vikings winning the division, but they'll still wreak havoc through the playoffs. They'll get a, they'll get at least one victory. But I don't think that they're better than the Rams yet. Unless Ooh. Matthew Stafford's elbow is like worse than everyone is projecting, I think this team has enough to get back. And I love what Green Bay did on defense. My question for them is their offense. And if that's mm-hmm. going to be sustainable for the long haul, they're going to have to push the ball down the field without someone like Devontae Adams there. How long, how much, what is this workload for Aaron Jones going to look like? Is A.J. Dillon going to be everything that we expect? Is Romeo Dobbs or Christian Watson or Alan Lazard really going to be those dudes in those clutch moments? I got to see it to believe it. So with that, I'm going to roll with the Super Bowl champs. Um, being as the NFC representers, and then I'm going to have the Chargers winning the Super Bowl. Plus 750 to win the Super Bowl. Do you know how much I love that pick? Uh, I'm all in on the Chargers to win the Super Bowl. I hope that it happens. I just don't believe in that defense enough right now. But you know what? You give me a third-year quarterback on that rookie deal, you're bringing in all of these highest-priced veterans to sure up that defense. You know how I feel about Brandon Staley. I've made that point very clear. So Herbert and Staley – is you know a really really aggressive good combo and if they get the right luck they're definitely going to put press the right buttons in order to make a deep run this year so i'm with you i like the chargers this year just can't quite get there yet but we shall see what transpires during the course of the next 18 weeks and into 2023 all right let's run through our seven award predictions for the 2022 nfl season start off with mvp who you got MVP. Well, if I'm riding the guy to the Super Bowl, might as well pick him for MVP too. So I'm going with Justin Herbert, fourth shortest odds at plus 900. I think he's going to have a monster season, man. This is one where we could see 5,000 passing yards, over 35 touchdowns, uh, leading this team to be one of the best teams in the AFC, not only the AFC West, but the AFC in general. Um, This is going to be a big year for Herbert, and I think the sky's the limit. Uh, I just saw something on Twitter alerting me that Joshua Palmer is going to be heavily involved. So we're talking about 11 11 personnel sets, a lot of three wide receiver sets, man. Like this is going to be an explosive ass offense. And you have an explosive offense, put points on the board. That's MVP. So I like Justin Herbert there. 
my MVP, little guy from Oregon, Justin Herbert, plus 900. We are on the same page with the MVP pick this season. Look, if I think that they're going to win the AFC West, that puts him in good contention. I think that they're, that offense is going to be, you know, super, super pass heavy as it was last year. Again, no one has thrown more passing yards or more touchdowns through their first two seasons than Justin Herbert. There's no reason to believe that this offense will change all that much. The only change would be if Joe Lombardi decides to open it up a little bit and they throw the ball even more and the average yards per attempt goes even further down the field, that would make that offense even more dynamic. I, I think that is something that may happen this season. So I'm all in on Justin Herbert at plus 900 to win MVP. And I think that you're right. I think that we see a 5,000-yard season and maybe a 40-touchdown season from Justin Herbert this year. How about we go over to Offensive Rookie of the Year? Who are you looking at? Offensive Rookie of the Year is really tough, man. And I think early on in the offseason, I was really on Chris Olave because of the news of Michael Thomas being hurt. Um, but recently, we've seen this climb of Pittsburgh Steelers. Kenny Pickett, George Pickens. We don't know who's going to be the starter yet, but I think we've what we do know is that George Pickens seems to be rising up that depth chart. But there's another guy that I, that's been rising up boards, and that's Damian Pierce. He's going to be a workhorse back from day one. They already let go of Marlon Mack. If this Houston Texans team improves a little bit under Davis Mills, which I think that they should, their offensive line is slightly better. Defense is competent. Um, with the Tennessee Titans taking such a steep fall, in my opinion, in this division, and the Jaguars coming up, I think there's sneaky room for Damian Pierce to have a really good season as a running back here. So under Lovey Smith, a guy that loves to run the ball, very traditional, defensive-minded guy, super boring. This is the type of guy that I want to feed the rock to a rookie running back. So I think there's a lane for Damian Pierce to league to be the to have the most rushing yards for any rookie running back more than Brees Hall because he's at least in a committee. Um, if he gets to close to a thousand yards and six touchdowns, that's uh that's offensive rookie of the year for me. I like that pick. However, I liked your first pick a little bit more. I'm on Chris Olave plus a thousand to be rookie of the year. I just think that no one, none of the rookie wide receivers are going to see the target share that he's going to. This is traditionally a quarterback award. If anyone's confident enough, I don't think that anyone's going to be confident enough or have enough games played yeah. as a rookie quarterback in order to be involved. So that really puts us at who's going to get the most targets at wide receivers. So I think it's Chris Olave and who's going to be the breakout running back, which is going to be, we think, Damian Pierce. So I think that we're probably on the right two picks. I'd probably yeah. bet both of them together. Outside Nine and ten to guy. one. It's yeah. very close, yeah. At outside shot guys, guys like Jalen Tolbert or Tyler Algier, guys like that. It's just like I'm not really there. I probably honestly – the guy that I would have targeted was Brian Robinson before he got shot because, I mean, just <laughs> – Yeah, I mean, he was stealing the job, right? Like if he gets yeah. you know, double-digit touchdowns, that's going to sway media voters – um, just on the scoring alone. So, yeah, it's about finding the opportunity, guys. And I think initially I don't really know what Michael Thomas's status is heading into week one. I'm assuming they're just being very cautious with him. But I think Olave is still going to draw some semblance of like, you know, 20, 20, 25% target share. Um, not really concerned about Jarvis Landry at this point. Uh, James Winston, a, he's a flamethrower. So he's just going to be spreading the ball around the field. So it should be good for uh, for Chris Olave out the gates. Yeah. I love Chris Olave at plus a thousand. How about defensive rookie of the year? Who you got? Man, this one's tough. Uh, really tough. Oof. Really tough. I, it's just, 
I, I was really on Kevon Thibodeau um, before the injury, but now he's going to be missing some games. Kyle Hamilton's looked like complete dog shit all offseason, just getting torched. So I think you got to give it to Aiden Hutchinson. I know it's not a it's not a sexy pick. He's the odds-on favorite at plus 450. But if you're assuming that the Detroit Lions take any kind of step forward here, their win total is sitting at six and a half wins. Um, their offensive line is very good. I think Aiden Hutchinson could probably get to the quarterbacks in a division where he could you know, feast on the Chicago Bears, you know, potentially get to Aaron Rodgers a little bit with them having some 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 offensive line issues. Um, yeah, this is just just a struggle for me. It's between him and Sauce Gardner, because I think Sauce Gardner, um, I see his his uh, interception prop at one and a half. He could surprise and maybe get two or three, maybe four. Um, but it all depends on how their how their team's going to play. And the Jets, they're not very good. So, um yeah, I'm going to stick to my guns here and just go Aiden Hutchinson out the gates, pencil him in for about seven and a half, eight sacks. So I think it's a great pick. Uh, I have already bet on Kayvon Thibodeau, and I am not going to pick him here. Uh, one, because there's too many Oregon guys for me. But two, <laughs> I, I, I do I do think that the game's miss is really going to hurt him, and we don't know, even when he comes back, how he's going to look and how long of a transition time it's going to take. I'm going to go a little bit down the board here. This is traditionally a pass rusher defensive line award. However, I'm going to go to cornerback for this one, and I am not going to go to Sauce Gardner. I'm going to go to Kyer Elam, plus 2,000 Ooh. in Buffalo. And here's why. You have Tredavious White on one side, which means that everybody's going to end up throwing at Elam, right? Buffalo Bills are going to score a shit ton of points this year, so teams are going to have to pass against Buffalo. If he performs well, there's a chance that he ends up with like six, seven, eight interceptions this year. That number is going to mean a lot. And also, I just think that Buffalo is kind of a media darling story this year. People are going to be very paying very close attention to their games this season. If he has a great week one, let's say he gets a pick against Matthew Stafford, his name is going to fly up the board here. So I think there's great value in betting Kyrie Elam here at plus 2,000. I would get ahead of the market here because this could easily change next Thursday. Yeah, I got a sprinkle on uh, Jordan Davis at 14 to 1. Um I think he could wreak havoc for this Eagles defensive line um, that's already getting a little bit older. But him right on side of uh, of Sweat, man, this is going to be a really explosive and a team that's going to get to the backfield a lot. So he could get some tack, he could get some some not only pressures but uh, get some some sacks as well. So I think Jordan Davis also has some value there at fourteen to one. Yeah, my only problem with Davis, I think he's going to absolutely wreak havoc. I think he'll be great this year. My May only problem is. Snapped. Is he going to play enough snaps and is he going to have enough counting stats? Because mm. the counting stats still matter. There's a lot of the media members who are not going to go on and look at PFF grades to make their judgment on rookie of the year <laughs> call, right? So right, it's tough. Fair. So you have a defensive tackle, like we call Aaron Donald a defensive tackle, right? But he's he's a guy. He's not going to be utilized the same as rookie season. Yeah, that's not, exactly, that's not how they're right? going to utilize him. Right. So defensive tackle winning this award, very rare. So that would be my biggest concern. But I do think that he's going to be a great player for the Eagles this season. All right, why don't we go over to Offensive Player of the Year? I think that we're probably going to end up on the same guy here. You know who it is. The man, Justin Jefferson. It's got to be. Uh, Kevin O'Connell's offense. I think that, you know, despite acquiring Jalen Rieger, Adam Adam Thielen's on the wrong side of 30. K.J. Osborne, not a threat for targets. Irv Smith never stays healthy. Um, Kirk Cousins, this guy's going to be slinging the rock, man. So I think Justin Jefferson – Fresh off 1,600 yards, double-digit touchdowns. Man, sky's the limit for this dude. I mean, imagine a season where he puts up 
I mean, even if he replicates 1600, it, it, he's still going to be in the conversation. So, but I think it's even going to go up from here. Uh, you know, we could be looking at 17, 1800 yards and, and uh, upwards of the mid teens of touchdowns. So yeah, all in on Justin Jefferson. You don't have to convince me. I'm all in on Justin Jefferson. Also, if I had to put money on one other player, I honestly think that it would be Christian McCaffrey, who's like plus hmm. uh, just just a little bit above Justin Jefferson. I think he's at like plus seventeen fifty or something like that. Uh, my whole reason there is if he stays healthy, Noah's going to be utilized more. So might as well take the risk on him. Like I don't think Jonathan Taylor is going to win it. I don't think Cooper Cup can replicate. I don't think Debo will. Uh, quarterbacks generally don't win this award anymore. People just consider the MVP as a quarterback award, and then this goes to the best actual offensive player. Um, right. So, yeah, I, I, I think that Christian McCaffrey would probably be my backup here, but uh, I'm all in on Justin Jefferson. Couldn't love that pick anymore. How about defensive player of the year? This one was also tricky for me um, because I originally I had Joey Bosa because, you know, I'm expecting very good things out of the Chargers, but the problem is I don't know if the – media will award so many awards to if I have him at MVP and, and so forth. So I went TJ Watt mainly because with the schedule for the Steelers, I think that there's an opportunity for him to, despite how bad their offensive line is, their defense has always been their strong point and their strong suit. This dude's accumulated four, at least 14 and a half sacks in the last three seasons. Um, this dude's going on some straight hand shit right now. So um, I see no reason why he can't, continue his fine play man and he's the second shortest odds right now only behind miles garrett um yeah i think tj watt's gonna definitely be in a, a nice position to take home this award i don't hate that and but i'm gonna go with someone else and it is in the bosa family but it's the other one i'm gonna go nick bosa plus 1500 i think that he's gonna be dominant he's gonna put it all together this year and he's gonna stay healthy therefore plus 1500 for nick bosa i think that he gets Let's go 17 and a half sacks this year. Uh, yeah, I think it's a big deal. That'll definitely get it. To <laughs> yeah, and I'll, I'm on the 49ers to win the division, too. So I think that defense will be right. pretty good. They're going to need him. Secondary got a little bit better. Uh, I think that that's probably going to help him get to the quarterback a little bit easier. So big year for Nick Bosa. Give me plus 1,500 on him. All right, uh, two more left. Coach of the year and comeback player of the year. Why don't we start with coach of the year? Coach of the year. Who's going to take the leap? I'm going to give it to Doug Peterson at 18 to one um, high hopes for this Jaguars team. If they can sniff going from the bottom uh, to probably second, or maybe even win the division in the AFC South. I think that this is cer certainly going to get him there. Um, Cause we talked about it on one of the other podcasts where um, you really want to see this year to year jump in win differential. And I think Doug Peterson uh, just given all the turmoil that went on with the Jaguars the previous season, this is what the type of award that would be awarded to a guy that, you know, pretty much takes his team out the gutter and gives them a somewhat a semblance of a competent team. And I think we'll see the evolution of Trevor Lawrence really, uh, really help fit that narrative too. So yeah, really excited for Doug Pearson, 18 to one. The only other one that I would probably make, um, I kind of got on the train of Mike McDaniel uh, at 16 to one. I, I, I hear you on it because that's another team that I think, you know, with all this, the hoopla in the background, um, if they can unseat those Patriots and potentially uh, make it interesting for the Bills, I think there's a case to be made that Mike McDaniel could also uh, be fitted for the award. So the the Doug Peterson pick is great. I agree with a lot of points there. I think Trevor Lawrence will be a lot better. I think they'll be able to compete for the division. My biggest issue with them is they usually this award, you have to make the playoffs. 
So will they be able to make the playoffs in this, this AFC? The only path that I see that they're going to be they're able to do that, that. They're taking that dolphin spot. <laughs> they're going to need to make the wild card. Well, sorry. They're going to need to win the division. Uh, I think that's going to be very difficult for them. Yeah. Really uphill. So that's probably why I'm staying away from Doug Peterson, but I do think that he'll be in contention for a majority of the season. I'm down to Mike McDaniel, who I've talked about extensively. I have the Dolphins in the playoffs. He makes a lot of sense. But my pick, I've been on this for three months at this point, Kevin O'Connell, Minnesota Vikings, plus 2,000. We expect them to jump from 8-9 to winning the division, beating out the Packers. Should be a great story across the board. The media loves these McVay guys. I am fully on board with Kevin O'Connell winning Coach of the Year. Give me this all day at plus 2,000. This is one of the bets that I'm most confident in in terms of the award market. Um, comeback player of the year, final one that we got. What are you thinking? So Brian Robinson Jr. really climbed up this board here. Uh, he's the second shortest odds at plus 450, but I'm going to go to a guy that I don't like at all, which is probably, you know, this is us. <laughs> we like gross bets. I'm going to go Baker Mayfield plus eight to one. Um, I think that the Carolina Panthers, we talked about how this NFC South division isn't really that exciting uh, with all the issues going on with Tampa Bay and their offensive line. Maybe there's an opportunity for a team, a surprise team to kind of creep up. And uh, that surprise team, if Baker Mayfield's healthy, I think he could uh, do enough to win the award. Um, this is really his competition between him and Jameis Winston at this point. And uh, those two interdivisional rivals, uh, I don't know. I'm going to put my money on Baker. For some reason, I feel like this guy is going to be a man possessed. And worst case, he might have a cash out opportunity really early on when he torches the uh, the Cleveland Browns in, in his uh, ceremonial return against his former team that pretty much uh, shit canned him. So I think this guy's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder more than most um, that are going for this award. Yeah, he's got a chip in his left shoulder already. That's why he <laughs> missed it. <laughs> um, you know, I took a long look last night at Baker Mayfield at plus 800. I, the narrative, the entire thing makes complete sense to me. This QBs win it. This is generally a quarterback award. That The fact that he – I couldn't get past the fact that I think that the media absolutely hates him and twists around all of his words. Yeah. And I can't imagine that many media members rooting for or actively wanting to vote for Baker Mayfield. That was like my only holdup. It was like, this guy's going to say. Would they vote for like Jameis? Would they vote for like Michael Thomas? Okay. Yeah, I, I have. I have. But I know you got to you, you gotta duck down there. No. So, I, yes, I, I love the Mariota story, but I am not going to bet that. Well, I have bet that, but that's not my lock. <laughs> my best bet here, I was down to two guys. One plays for the Rams. One just left the Rams. I was between Allen Robinson at plus 2,500. I think he's going to have a massive season. Yep. But the guy that I actually picked is a guy who missed the Super Bowl last year with a torn ACL. It is not Odell Beckham. It's the other one. Robert Woods, plus 5,000 in Tennessee. A reason for this, media loves him. Great guy. Going to be the number one wide receiver. Missed the Super Bowl, but was on the sidelines coaching the entire time. It's a great story to tell. I can't wait until week 13 and Robert Woods already has a thousand yards and Albert Breer and Peter King spin up a thousand words on why he should be comeback player of the year. You're goddamn right. And also just from a value perspective, plus 5,000 is a giant number in this market. So I'll throw a little dart at Robert Woods plus 5,000 to be comeback player of the year. Robert, take me home, baby. 
Uh, that's interesting, man. I, I wonder what that's going to look like for the Titans, man. Like, I think Ryan Tannehill is really going to struggle to push the ball down the field. Oh, he stinks, um, but he's got to throw it to someone. And Traylon He does Burks. have to throw to someone. It's not it's not Traylon Burks yet. So it's him and Nick uh, Westbrook Akina. Westbrook Akina? Yeah, yeah, okay. So, yeah, Good you're luck. right. You're right. You're right. So in that <laughs> regard, uh, I think there's definitely cash out opportunity as this season wears on as Robert Woods gains some steam and gets more acclimated. But um, yeah, I think between him and Allen Robinson, I think those are the right choices. Um, it's just, yeah, it's been a while since a wide receiver has won, but you know, if it's going to be, I think it's be a wide receiver more than it would be a running back. So, uh, I like the place. I am all in. Let's do it. Robert Woods plus 5,000. Uh, <laughs> I think that's it. We finished our NFL season preview. We finished episode 100 of gambling with gold. That's still a crazy number. Danny, until next time, sometime down the road, hopefully soon, um, good luck in your next venture. Can't wait to see what you do. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure of mine to work with you for the past 100 episodes, my friend. 100 episodes, man. We got to celebrate this shit. If I had a drink, we're going to Vegas. No, we're 100% going to Vegas. We're 100% going to Vegas. Like, that's our Disney. We're 100% going to Vegas. But, uh, but nah, man. Yeah, <laughs> now, nah, this is going to say is uh, always dope. You know, I love gambling with gold for what you've built this from the ground up graphics, the time, what you're building. Like this, this whole shit is dope, man. So, uh, yeah, man, we're going to get a lot of money this year and, uh, we've been going ham all off season. Um, it's only going to continue, man. So, uh, looking forward to what, what champions round has to bring. And, uh, yeah, hopefully I can still keep up with my bets, man. Cause, uh, no one does it like you, man. You're, you're a thoroughbred in these streets for sure. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I can, I, you know what? I know exactly how we're going to celebrate. <laughs> we're in the circuit contest together. Hey. Don't tell your future employer because we're not allowed to talk about it. But <laughs> we're in the circuit contest. We are going to win circa. We're going to fly our ass in January, right before my kid is born. Hey. And we're going to celebrate like fucking crazy people <laughs> with winning circa with our million dollar check. <laughs> we're gonna maybe we'll fly to mexico and go party after <laughs> vegas it's gonna be a great way to celebrate this is gonna be an absolutely fabulous nfl season our wives will hate us <laughs> well naturally they probably already do they just don't tell us every day <laughs> anyways it's been great danny yeah, dude. talk to you soon always no doubt see you bud all right